Okay, hello everyone. I'm Brigadier General Dwayne Wilson. I'm the commander of the Georgia Army National Guard. It's uh, certainly exciting uh, to be here today. I'm looking forward to getting to participate in today's uh, podcast with my battle buddy, Major General Tom Grabowski, the commander of the uh, Air National Guard. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Thomas Gasket Grabowski, and I am the uh, commander of the senior servant for the 3,000 outstanding airmen in the Georgia Air National Guard. And like the boss said, you know, op tempo is important, and uh, that's kind of what we're going to do here is give the component perspectives on how the op tempo for the Air Guard is uh, similar but also different than the Army Guard. And uh, I'll turn it over to you, Dwayne, to, to give a perspective on your side. Hey, so I'm, uh, again, honored to be, uh, uh, to be your commander. Uh, you know, we're uh, very blessed in Georgia. I get to serve with about 11,000 of the nation's uh, best and brightest uh, soldiers. And as General Cardin said, uh, people will always be our number one strategic priority. Our soldiers, our families, our civilian uh, employees will always be uh, first and foremost, uh, our biggest priority. We've all heard the chief of staff of the Army say that soldiers are, are our most important weapon system, and I think uh, that, that's never been more true uh, than it is today. And as senior leaders, we have a respons to do, uh, responsibility to do all that we can do to make sure that uh, at all echelons and, and all of our formations, leaders at all, ever, uh, all levels both understand uh, and embrace this. We have been continuously deployed on the air side for over two decades. Uh, the Joint Stars Unit in and of itself has been continuously deployed for 20 years. So that guard unit has not been all in garrison for, for, for two decades. That's very unusual for an air guard unit. And as we, as we start to go into conversion, it's going to get busy, but it's going to be a little bit different type of busy. We're going to be doing more deployed in place missions. Uh, and then conversion in and of itself is a hectic time for our airmen because we're going to we're going to park that weapon system. And then simultaneously in Savannah, we're going to convert to C-130Js. Now, that being said, uh, with change comes angst and uncertainty. But I can, I can guarantee you that the Georgia Air National Guard has flown over 20 different weapon systems uh, since the 1940s. And every time of it, our airmen have come out of it better. And, and I, think, I think what we're doing right now to retool the Georgia National Guard, specifically the air piece, is going to set the table for the next 25 years for our airmen. So these are going to be cutting-edge, enduring missions for our two air wings with the Air Battle Management Family of Systems, as well as the uh, Battle Management Control Squadron or Kingpin Mission at Robbins, and then of course the J model conversion in Savannah. Uh, now, uh, that being said, we are also looking at our GSU restructure and making sure that the the thousand men and women that support our geographically separated units, our intel units, our cyber units, our training center, and our ASOS. Uh, have what they need to make sure that we're doing the right mission sets at those units to do first and foremost uh, prepare ourselves uh, should we have to get into a conflict with a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, foe and fight in the Pacific. It is not lost on me that this is not your, this is not your daddy's Air National Guard. 
our op tempo, quite frankly, since the towers fell, we are very much in operational reserve. So uh, it, it, it's not it's not one weekend a month, 15 days a year for most of our airmen because of their Air Force specialty codes. What we are trying to do on the air side, though, is look at unique vanguard, cutting-edge ways to package training, uh, bundle drills together, have super drills, look at some potential virtual or telecommute options for some of the uh, ancillary training that we do, and, and things of that nature. That being said, uh, you know, General Cardin, the, the boss is, uh, is right when he says, uh, you know, our, our airmen and soldiers are ready to go. Uh, there may be some tired chiefs and colonels and generals, but our airmen are fired up and they are ready to go. And, and you can, uh, like the boss says, you can overtrain the guard, but you can't overdeploy the guard. Our airmen are, you know, that's why they joined. And I, I feel like we have the best force structure uh, that we've had in the 37 years I've been serving. The caliber of our airmen uh, is, quite frankly, phenomenal. So as General Grabowski was talking about the Air Guard and how busy they've been, uh, the same is true for the, uh, for the Army um, National Guard. The, uh, you know, we're globally engaged. Uh, we may be out of Afghanistan. We may have a smaller footprint in the Middle East uh, than we've had uh, in previous years, but uh, we're still extremely busy. There's still lots of uh, deployments and lots of training going on. If I were to just look at the past year as an example, you know, we've, uh, you all, our formations, soldiers from the Georgia Army National Guard have been deployed uh, and operating in places like uh, South Korea, Iraq, Kuwait, Poland, Romania, the country of Georgia, Morocco, uh, and even uh, along our own southwest border uh, here in the U.S. And those are just a few of the places that we've been. Uh, over the next 24 months, we're going to see the demand signal for deployments actually increase. So uh, uh, we'll probably, by the end of FY24, we will deploy about 2,400 of our, uh, of our soldiers. So uh, there's still a huge requirement nationally. Uh, for the Georgia Army National Guard, and so uh, we're only able to do that though because of because of you and uh, your service and your sacrifice, and we certainly appreciate that. Not only do we fight the away game, but we also are on the hook to alleviate pain and suffering for the citizens of Georgia and the country when called upon. And and no uh, no more was that on uh, uh, better display than the, the last two plus years of COVID. Uh, so. There's a responsibility for, for being in the Guard uh, that is, quite frankly, uh, more tasking, if you will, than being on active duty Air Force or in the reserves, uh, because they're not on the hook uh, to do the domestic support, but we're the first choice for Homeland Security. So, And that's not lost on me either, that uh, when you is uh, you when you joined the Guard, and I was, for the first 13 years, I, I was not full-time, I was part-time. And, uh, you know, so that's difficult when you gotta go to your civilian boss and go, hey, the boss, I've, I've gotta go now do a flood or a hurricane after you just came back from a federal deployment overseas. Uh, so we're trying to look at how we how we do 
training to make sure that when you come out to the unit, you're you're getting the most bang for your buck, uh, and we're we're not quite frankly to put it in plain talk jerking you around uh, because we're we're also aware that uh, it's a three-legged stool, so it's it's your job, your civilian job, it's your family, and it's us, and. W on a jump ball, we're always going to come in third, and and so we're we're looking at ways to make it easier to be in the guard in 2020 and beyond. And if if I were to look at the uh, the Army National Guard, um, you know, about 85 percent of the force are traditional guardsmen, right? We all have families, but uh, about 85 percent of the force actually has a uh, has a career, you know, some somewhere outside of the Army National Guard. And so what, uh, like General Cardin was saying, we want to do all that we can to, to try to ensure that, you know, we're, we're assisting our uh, soldiers and maintaining a good, healthy, and productive uh, work-life balance. So some of the things that I'm talking to our brigade commanders about, and we'll be talking with the brigade commanders about uh, over the next few weeks as we look uh, at, uh, at finalizing our training plans uh, for FY24, uh, is is really uh, looking at predictability, uh, you, you know, things that we can do to increase predictability for the force. And there's a there's really about three of them that I want commanders to focus on. Uh, the first one is getting training plans out to our, our uh, soldiers in a timely manner, right? So making sure that you all know what we're going to be requiring you to do uh, uh, as early as we can get that information to you, so that then you can plan accordingly. Right, and then second, I want to make sure that we're minimizing the number of times that we change that plan on you. Now, I know that there's going to be times when uh, when we can't help it when when uh, just because of uh, range availability, as an example, or something like that, we've got to you know we've got to look at adjusting a plan. But I think there's a lot we can do to kind of minimize that and give some predictability to you, and that will certainly uh, help stabilize. Uh, you, your career, uh, and your family, and then, uh, and then, thirdly, just like General Cardin uh, was saying, uh, I know a lot of most, most all of us have probably served more than thirty-nine days a year, and and uh, so we're going to look, we're going to look hard at that, right? And we want to, we want to make sure that if we're going to ask you to do more uh, than your uh, your IDT periods and your fifteen-day AT, well, then we want that to be tied to an actual deployment, a NOST. Uh, a notification of sourcing deployment that's coming up or a high-end training event somewhere that's going to require you to have to train uh, more days than uh, than normal so we're going to look pretty hard at that I'm focused on that uh, with your uh, with your commanders and uh, we're going to see if we can we can we can help stabilize the formation a little bit and give some predictability uh, back to you uh, also uh, uh, just like General Cardin was saying, you know, there's significant events that are going to come up, and we realize that. There's there's things that are happening uh, within your families. Uh, there's things that are happening uh, with within your careers that are going to compete for our time, and we need to we need to be able to realize that. Now, uh, I, I do know that sometimes we're just as leaders, we're just not going to have the flexibility, right, to be able to to not have you at certain training events, especially when those are tied to the deployments that I was talking about or, or uh, significant training events leading up to a deployment. But there's a lot of times uh, that we can provide, leaders can provide 
you the flexibility to not miss those significant events in your families. And some of those examples, you know, are, are, uh, uh, are certainly uh, the birth of a child, you know, uh, any ball games where your kids are participating in, in significant uh, events like that. You know, there's holidays, uh, anniversaries. I mean, there's, there's things out there that we've all missed. Uh, and and uh, I want commanders to just look hard at, at those. And then when we can provide some flexibility to you, uh, we need to do that. So we'll be focusing on, uh, on that as well. And then also, uh, I think uh, most all of you probably joined the organization for some educational benefits, right? And, and you get those really in two ways. There's federal benefits. Uh, the GI Bill would be an example of a federal benefit. Federal tuition assistance is another example. Right here in the, in the state of Georgia, we can also provide you the service cancelable loan uh, to help pay for uh, tuition. And all of those are just because you, uh, you're willing to serve and you wear the uniform, those benefits. And so we want to make sure that you're, you're leveraging those and, uh, and that you're using those. So, so by focusing a little bit, um, on, uh, on, on, some, on predictability and stabilization, we're hoping that that's going to help you to be able to, to leverage and use those benefits a little easier than maybe you have been able to uh, in the past. So that's, that's where we're going to focus our efforts. We also have a huge staff uh, directorate right here in, in our headquarters building our edu uh, education, through our education department that can help you uh, at your university, university college, uh, technical school, or whatever, uh, you know, help uh, leverage those benefits and make sure that you're getting all of those that you can. So don't uh, don't hesitate to reach out through your chain of command to us if we can assist. Hey, so this is this has been a uh, this has certainly been a uh, a very uh, uh, informative uh, topic, I think, for uh, for us. And so I look forward to uh, hopefully getting some feedback from. Uh, from you all and I look forward to maybe uh, getting to participate in some future podcasts so that we can we can make sure that we're uh, addressing any issues or concerns uh, across the force uh, you know we've talked about a, a lot of a lot of good stuff here the uh, uh, and I'll tell you uh, you know we're very busy and and we're gonna we're gonna continue to be uh, very very busy for the foreseeable future here I can't think of a more exciting time to be serving uh, in the Army National Guard and in the Army uh, than right now, you know, for some of the uh, some of the reasons that we already talked about, right? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use you at the state and national level, you know, the, for the reasons that you join the organization, you know, you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to put those uh, to good use, I think, and and so we're certainly appreciative uh, of that. There's never been a more important time, I don't think, for us to to really kind of focus in on work-life balance. Um, than right now to try to make sure that we're we're uh, doing all that we can to you know try to achieve achieve a, a healthy a healthy balance uh, where we can. Uh, but as we uh, as we close though, I want to just take one final opportunity to thank you and your families for your service and and for your sacrifice. We certainly don't take you uh, you for granted. Uh, we're only successful as an organization because of. Uh, because of you all, and we're only able to do what we do for the state and for this for the nation because of you all uh, and your dedication and your professionalism. And and again, don't take it uh, for granted. I'm humbled and honored to be able to serve with each and every one of you. So thanks one final time for making the Georgia Army National Guard the very best Army National Guard in the United States. And ditto for me. Go guard. <laughs>